0: why do you do it? Because I can. This was the question I posed to um, a counseling client who had come in for antisocial behavior disorders and trying to finally fix them so that he could be more integrated into society. And we were talking about his annoying uh, posture on his online presence. He was a professed online troll. And I just like, why, why troll, why? So this is Michelle Spiva and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. And I'm going to ask you to join me on the flip as we look at what it takes to be an online troll. Okay, I'll see you then. I was okay with online trolls as long as they were detached from my world. When I found out that one of my nephews enjoyed being a griever, I was like, what? He says, oh, it's a troll term. I love just doing it online. I was like, no, not you. Not you. You're so precious. And so it got me going down the rabbit hole. Now, I'm going to say he is not the online troll that everybody hates. He does it in the context of the gaming community where people in the know do things to the newbies and all of that. And he kind of laughed and he's like, I've, he, he actually told me, he says, I've grown out of it. I used to do it when I was younger. I've grown out of it. I was like, well, oh, thank you. But still, I wanted to know, what is it about online trolls? And not only because of my memory of, um, counseling clients in the past and and, in my nephew's brief um, desire to antagonize folks online But also, because as an author, I put out my creations, and I have noticed that in reviews, there are people who love going and taking the sugar out of your cake. I'll have a book up that has all five stars, and someone who's not even read the book will come and give it a one star, because they can. And they enjoy that. And it brings the sales down. And you can tell a lot of times they'll say things like, this was stupid. I couldn't even get through the first page. And so it's trash. It's this, it's that. And you'll notice that when people come to your book, they focus on those one stars. And certain people will be like, well, I'm not getting it because this person says it's stupid. They will ignore the 30 30 to a hundred others that say, oh, I loved it. It was a great read. It gave me what I wanted. It was well worth my time and my investment. They ignore all of that. And I I was like, why? And I remember, you know, the age old adage, don't scroll down, don't scroll down. But you can't help it. You want to scroll down because when uh, you get um, feedback that's constructive and uh, it, it may not be all roses, but when it's constructive, it helps you but then there are those that are simply online trolls. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about that because it was a curiosity of mine and um, I'm starting to see an uptick in it and I wanted to just go down the rabbit hole a little bit uh, to see what's going on with it. So as best I can tell right now, Online trolling is picking up. At one time back in 2014, they guesstimated that 5.6% of online users said they were trolls. Now they're finding that that was underreported and that it could be as much as in the double digits of people online who are trolling. Now, I've done uh, some podcasts in the past where I talked about uh, uh, Schadenfreude, where uh, people delight in uh, the suffering of others. I've talked um, uh, about many facets of uh, the negative and and how you know there's a dark side to things and and it's needful. But today. When I talk about the dark side, I'm going to be talking about the dark traits, and they call them either the dark triad or the dark uh, tetrad. I'm going to actually focus more on the dark tetrad because I think that gives us a bigger insight to what's behind all of this. Okay, so the official definition that most people go with when they're talking about online trolls is that this is an activity, and so trolling is when someone posts an off. Topic or inflammatory comment to disrupt an online conversation. So, again, when I'm talking about reviews and someone does a drive by, they have not read it or they read just a few enough pages to make it seem like they are warranted into the conversation and they just trash it and move on. And you can actually tell who these folks are because. <laughs> If you click on their Amazon username, you can see sometimes hundreds of one stars where they say almost the same exact thing on different books and different products. And I used to be like, what is it about this person that makes them do this? Why are they doing this? And so there are two shout outs I want to give online uh, for, for YouTube channels. One is called The Sci Show, And the other one um, is... Uh, the, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> the other one, I didn't write it down. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, you guys. It's something with an A. I'll, I'll make sure I put it in the show notes just to give them proper app- attribution. Um, but I, I subscribe to the SciShow and I like the SciShow. It's a derivative of Crash Course, which is, um, uh, put out by uh, John and Hank Green, and um, love their 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 quality stuff. So anyway, uh, I I researched from Psychology Today all the way through these shows, and I started seeing um, these traits that were coming up, and and the psychologist background in me said, oh, I get it now. So let me just tell you a little bit about the online trolls. So let's talk. Okay. So there are different types of online trolls. Most of us always think of the cyber bully kind, but there is another kind. He is, he or she is the mischievous griever, uh, griff, griver, griever. I hope I'm saying that right. And the grievers were the first types that came online and they were the ones who were in the gaming communities and they do things to irritate others for the sake of a joke. Um, They play a game where their game is to irritate people, to be that gadfly, constantly lighting and flitting and getting folks disrupted from what they're doing. They are that annoying little kid that, you know, repeats everything you say and they think it's so funny and you're not laughing because it's not funny. That's the type of troll that originally was showing up. But then there is the other type of troll, which is the cyberbully troll. And for the most part, I'm going to be talking about those because that's the type that is increasingly growing in numbers daily online. So when we look at what makes a troll, there is um, this concept that was coined by John Shuler back in 04. So years ago, he talked about online disinhibition effect. I call it online drunkenness. That's what I call it. Because just like blaming on the alcohol, that's what people do when they go online. They lose their minds and they become these these keyboard warriors. I'm just like, are you freaking kidding me? Because they wouldn't say that to your face. How do I know? Well... I have had trolls that have done things to me. And then I show up at a a book signing in a show. I recognize their name and their handle and everything. And I'm looking at them in the face and they're telling me how much they love my books and my work and all this kind of stuff. And I know that they have trolled me on one of my series. I have, oh, I know I need to, I need to go to therapy over this, but I have one person in particular. Now, many of them do this, but they purchase every book in my series that I, one of my series I put out and they always give it a one star and they say they can't stand the way I write. I've actually said, well, if you don't like it, just don't buy it. I'm not changing the way I write. And they continue to support by buying them, but making sure they are one of the first ones to put a one star in there saying they don't like how it's written. And I'm just like, I don't get this. But now I do, okay? Because when I look at their other stuff, Similar kind of thing. But they are an avid reader. So they're in the community, but they're causing grief. Okay? So... Schuler went on in uh, 2004 to coin this phrase, pretty it up for online disinhibition effect. And what he said was, is it was the loosening of their social inhibitions because they were able to hide behind a monitor. They were able to have a certain amount of anonymity on the internet. And that he said, because of this, they were willing to behave differently online than they would in real life. I know that to be true. Trust and know. So he went on to lay out these uh, six factors that that tie into this. Now, a person could have any or all of these. Okay, so bear with me while I go through this, but this is going to help. I hope you're going to have some aha moments as to why people get on your Facebook and your Instagram posts and do crazy stuff. So, okay, so he has some fancy names for them, but you know I got you. I'm going to break them down and make them into everyday speak, okay? So the first one he says is dissociative anonymity. Dissociative always just means when somebody cuts off ties to their feelings, okay? So dissociative anonymity, it means that they are wearing a mask to hide their online identification. So they are able to dissociate from who they are online because they can have a crazy username or they can set up an account that loops and they feel like they are cloaked with anonymity. Okay, so that's one of the factors. The next one is invisibility. Now, invisibility is different from the dissociative anonymity because whereas a so- dissociative anonymity is about masking and cloaking yourself and hiding your identification online, invisibility is about the fact that you're invisible. People are not looking at you through a lens. They can't see your eyes. They can't see your body movements. So because they can't see you, then you become disinhibited, and you do you you take off your filters. Okay. So then there's this fancy word um, that he uses called asynchronicity. What that simply means is that there is a time disconnect. That is. You Know you have these keyboard warriors that they'll you'll say something back to them or you shouldn't be saying anything to them, but they'll you somebody will say something back to them and it might take them an hour, a day, or something. But when they come back, oh, they're coming back with the heat, and that is because on the online world, unlike a conversation where you can put somebody on pause and come back after you've really figured out, and trimmed down the best burn you can. You can't do that in real life, but you can do it online. And so because of that, they get this time disconnect where they don't have to immediately respond. They can let it percolate. Honey, they can get surveys and the best uh, um, A-B split testing for their, their response. And so it gives them time to disengage and then re-engage when they have got the best comeback they can think of because they don't have to worry about the face-to-face conversation. See how this is getting diabolical? So first of all, you got this person who can hide behind a mask. You have this person who, because they are not, where you can see them on a video or anything to watch their eye contact or their body gestures, they can get away with stuff. And then they have the nerve to be able to take their time coming back at you to annoy the heck out of you. So then he has this, like I said, this... You can tell this is a, a academician writing this stuff. But his next one is uh, solopistic. Solipist, uh, I always have that word. I, let me slow it down. Soloptistic interjection. That is a fancy phrase for saying that what they do when they are online is that when they're interacting with you because they are having this conversation in their own mind, they tend to create a character or even a caricature of who they're talking to. So they dehumanize the people that they're going after and talking to. There is a disconnect between the real conversation that is being had and the conversations they're having in their mind. You can tell when this um, sophistic interjection is happening it escalates. I have, oh my gosh. I don't know why this is a go-to because it is not fun. It's not funny. It's not right. But people, oh, the burn. I hope you get cancer and die. You know, I wish you would just die. And I'm like, that is crazy. But because they have dehumanized you and they have created the character that they want of you in their mind, they're not even paying attention to the real conversation they're paying attention to the conversation they're having in their mind and because you're not human in their mind they can do whatever they want to 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 burn you kill you whatever they want so it comes out okay so after that one we got two more here we go again with these dissociatives I told you dissociative what it means you know so he's got dissociative imagination so that means that they have a fantasy that overrides the reality. And they believe, like I said before, that it's a game that they're playing. It's, this is where, like I said before, the Grievers uh, are, where they're playing a different kind of game than the other people. They treat it like a social experiment to mess with other players or people online. And ain't nobody ask you to play no games with my life, son. Okay, I'm just saying. So then the next one is minimalization, minima, minima, minimization. You guys, what is with me today? Let me slow it down. The, ne- the last one is minimization of authority. That means that it is a wild, wild west because there is not any clear, de- clearly defined authority or, um, online. They feel like they don't have anything to lose. And so because of that, they see you as a peer that they can say anything to. That is how you can have 13-year-olds having fights with 60-year-olds about something that a 13-year-old has no reason commenting on, okay? And I mean, I'm using that for exaggeration's sake, but it does happen. So now let's get down to the nitty gritty. So, I'm going to repeat these six factors that John Shuler came up with to explain this online uh effect. So, he had the six key factors um, the masking, the invisibility the time disconnect, the uh, creating a character of a person to dehumanize them, to having where it's a fantasy, where they're playing a game with people's lives and they think it's fun, and then the minimization of authority where it's no popo around, the police aren't around, so I can do whatever I want to, okay? So that's the six factors for that. So then researchers came up with the fact that there are usually three to four common traits of trolls. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't know what it is, but people who don't do as well socially, who claim to be introverts in person, honey, you go and all over the place. They are, honey, they are just the social butterflies of online. and It has always baffled me. Why is this the case? Now, I'm not saying if you're an introvert in person, you're a troll online. I am not. But what I am saying is that there might be a causation or a correlation in some cases because some of the meekest and mildest folks offline are the meanest ugh, online, okay? So what they've said is when they were doing this research, and they've done it a few times, uh, one time they did it with 400 people, and another time they did it with a larger study. And they, they still found that they had these dark traits. Now, one of the biggest factors is, is that trolls tend to comment more than the average person who is not part of the, uh, who does not have these dark traits working um, in um, in the majority of what they do, okay? So, you see people that every time you look around, they online, they're commenting. Watch and see. I'm not saying nine times out of ten, but I do notice sometimes that if I look through um, their, uh, comments, they can get nice nasty and they can start trolling people. And I'm like, but you're so sweet and online, I mean, offline. So it, it so do not think it, it, it that if you are a jerk online, you're going to be an overt jerk offline. Mm-mm, you got a lot of covert jerkiness going on out here. Okay. So the dark traits, they have, um, they they have said that these are the three to four traits that the internet trolls exhibit. Now, I'm going to say that there is a test you can take. I may or may not uh, put the link in there. Um, but I'm going to say, whenever you look for something, you will find it. So if you take this test, and it only does the top the three. So it, do, it, it does um, psychopath uh, psych- psychopathy, uh, it does narcissism, and sadi- sadism. But what I'm going to say is that if you take the test, it's going to grade you and you're going to have something that emerges. So each person has the propensity for this. So what I'm saying about these dark traits is humanity has them, but for the people who are trolling and doing this kind of stuff, they are heightened in, in in their lives more so than others. Okay, so let's get to it. So psychopathy. That's actually um, another way of saying antisocial personality disorder. Remember I told you about the guy that I had that had this issue? When I saw this, I was like, oh, this makes all the sense in the world. So if you um, tend to have antisocial personality disorder, that means that you have an inability to feel empathy or guilt. And you have a tendency to take advantage of other people. Whether it's for the sake of your pleasure, meaning that you joke, you make jokes about them, you prank them, you like to see them bumbling around and suffering. Yeah. Now, this is not about you self-diagnosing or whatever, okay? But I'm just giving you what it is. So that's the psychopathy or the antisocial personality disorder bit of it. The next one is the Machiavellianism. Now, this is when a person is cold and detached in order to manipulate others. They are stone-faced. They are Voldemort. They don't care. They will get what they want and they'll do it with a straight face and they'll keep it moving. So that's the Machiavellianism of it. Then there is the narcissism. And the narcissism is when someone has an inflated sense of self, but they also have a lack of empathy Toward others, they see themselves as all that, and others are plebeians. They are dotards. They are uh, just uh, background (laughs) tapestry. There's that, and then this one, sadism. Now, this is the big one. This is the one that the researchers said that. Ooh, this this one. This is the one that they have seen the highest amount in trolls, online trolls, and that is sadism. So, you know, you have sadists and you have masochists. So, sadists enjoy extracting pleasure, I mean, extracting pain, inflicting it, or observing it in others. Masochists love receiving pain. So, sadism is what we're talking about here those people who like to see people suffer. And then, like I said before, they went on to talk about the everyday sadism, and that is sadism, however you want to pronounce it. That is people who enjoy uh, being argumentative, disruptive, having that antisocial personality behavior that we talked about. Get this. They enjoy are are get a steady diet of watching violence like fights and violent movies, gory blood, and all of those types of things. And so they said that sadism is the biggest component of your online troll. And so I started looking at it and I was like if you have this person, have you ever run into this person? They always want to pick a fight. They, you know, everything you got to say, they're like, well, actually it's not this or that. And it's when I say pick a fight, they're not into the shouting matches. A lot of times they be passive aggressive. i fully expected to see passive-aggressive behavior on this list. And when it wasn't, I was a little salty about that because I have found that it'd be those passive-aggressive little heifers that be coming for you. They do it sneakily and they they try to smile in your face while they're doing you in. Okay, let me breathe through that and come back. But y'all know what I'm talking about. So when you are looking at... um. Why are people the way they are? Why do people like to get online? I mean, I know trolls who will not do they they won't be overtly trollish, but what they'll do is they will cruise for conversations that are lightning rods that have polarity. We've talked about polarity, you know, one side versus another, pitted against each other, good versus evil, whatever you want to call it. They will purposefully look for those types of things and then they will interject where they inflame the situation and take it up a few notches. There are people who loved go to work come home and take out all their frustrations online in their comments where they just go slap off on people. And they are argumentative and disruptive. And they cause a ruckus wherever they go. That's those people I'm talking about who are those everyday sadists who are passive-aggressive, who are sneaky, who who will be the first one to say, well, I didn't mean anything by it. And if you looked them in their face, they would run the other way if you said, say it to my face. Now I need to take the pepper out of my words because can y'all tell I'm a little hot about this online trolling? I mean, I'm so hot about it. This is what I want to do. I want y'all to find a way To make sure you give me comments about your take on it. And I'm pretty sure the very trolls that we are talking about are going to find their way to this conversation and try to interject themselves. But guess what? There is a troll repellent. And let me tell you what it is. Ignore them. Yes, ignore them. In John Green's book that I've talked about many times, the 48 uh, Laws of Power, he talks about ignoring someone as one of the laws of power when you ignore someone you i don't want to say murder them but what you do is you they cease to have existence and if you continue to ignore them you have the power over them because they are wanting something from you and that is your time your attention your focus your words or whatever and when you ignore them you deny them the power they're trying to have over you And so ignoring a troll is one of the best things you can do. There is another reason why you want to ignore a troll. And it's not about the power play of ignoring them and taking their power away. They have found that for a lot of trolls because they are these sadists, these everyday sadists, whether they are extreme sadists or the everyday ones that just want to be argumentative and disruptive and want to find the bad and everything or or the opposite devil's advocate side of everything, you have to understand that even if they don't realize it, because they're sadists, they receive pleasure, from getting you riled up. They receive a recompense of a release of pleasure and ah, when they can get people upset and riled up. They suck on the teat of anarchy. They love disorganized chaos. They love fervor. They love the acronymity of, of um, disputes. They love seeing people fight, seeing people um, uh, disagree. They are bloodthirsty for that. And when you do not entertain that, and when I say entertain it, meaning ignoring them, do not respond to them. They have to go somewhere else because they can't get their fix from you. But inevitably even if you do that, say, for instance, you are the creator of of a conversation, a post, or whatever, inevitably, you may ignore the trolls, but it's always going to be somebody down there that that is so polarized and so knee-jerk reactive to where they have to defend their their stance on something that they're going to always engage in the trolls. And thus you're going to look down and you look in your comments and there has been a knockdown octagon drudge match full of blood and carnage of people just going off and off. And then people wonder why folks disable comments because of the polarizing opportunities for trolls to get their daily fix of human sacrifices of anger, rage, and all the other negative emotions that they vampirically suck out of people. So, yes, it might seem very simple to say just ignore, but there is more than one reason. And it can be complex. A lot of the trolls online don't understand that they're trolls. Remember when I said when they first did the study in 2014, 5.6 acknowledged that they were trolls. And now they say the number is higher. The number is only higher because they're still asking people if you're a troll. But the number is way higher because there are a lot of people Who are trolls and don't know that they are trolls because they are these everyday sadists. They are these people that would say, Oh, I don't intentionally do this. You know, they're not the ones specifically trolling to start a fight, but they are the ones where if they do a if they see a drive-by pile up, they're gonna stop and pile on as well. They are the ones that have no problems taking out their quote-unquote daily frustrations online because of the anonymity, the invisibility, the dissociative imagination of where they can dehumanize the person on the other end of that thing and just go for the jugular. They can definitely do that. Now, I know this has been very peppery. I know you can tell my frustrations with the phenomenon. And the thing is, is I wish I could tell you that it would go away. I wish I could tell you there is a cure, but there isn't. Because for every angel, there's got to be a demon. For every good, there's got to be a bad. For every up, a down, right, a left, light, a dark. And there are going to be online trolls for every, for every person out there doing their darndest to share good, to help propel the the human species, the human race, there are going to be people that it's just in their DNA to be contrary and to tear down and disrupt. That is their DNA sequence. That is what they do. And so hopefully understanding a little bit more about the online troll has been a help to you. So guess what? My time is up, and I sure do thank you for yours. This is Michelle Spiva with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So you know what to do. Like, share, comment, subscribe, rate, and review. And thank you for continuing to use our Amazon link to help support this show. You can use that link daily whenever you go to Amazon by using michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ and I am going to see you tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. smack. Y'all take care now, and don't go out there trolling. Fight the power. Just fight it. Just even for a day. Fight it. All right. Bye.